Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. I think today, um, Sister Burke didn't know what I was teaching on. She's uh, brave. She didn't ask me for her beforehand. No, <laughs> but what we prayed in focus prayer really just paved the way for this. Because today I want to talk about the name, that name of Jesus. In Matthew 1, 8, verse 18 through 21, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, I'm glad I had the explanation at the bottom, espoused meaning legally bounded to Joseph. Basically, they were already married, but she was still living with her parents. And before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make a public example of her, to not put her on public trial to be stoned, was minded to put her away privily or divorce her privately. But as he thought on these things, as he considered if that was the right course of action, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." As I read that and I think, I kind of read it with a new perspective this time. because I kind of put myself in Joseph's shoes. And right away he knows, I would think he would know that no other child has ever come along like Jesus. No other child has been born of the Holy Ghost. And so, and that's why he was ready to divorce his wife. Because that wasn't even a thought to him. But the angel only gave two instructions here. The first one being, don't divorce your wife. The second one being, name the child of the Holy Ghost, Jesus. Jesus literally means Yahweh saves. So angels telling him, this child of the Holy Ghost, name him salvation, because he's gonna save people from their sins. And so I thought about that and I was like, man, that name had to be important because if it was me, I'd have a lot more questions. Like, um, cause I know when I had Mars and I brought Mars into this world, I was, I looked up a lot of information. Like, you know, you gotta think, but I think probably it was more better practice back then that you knew how to care for a child before you care for a child probably. Um, but still Today, we think about where are we going to send them to preschool? Where are, we gonna, where are they going to go to school at? And um, child care and this and that. And there's all these options and all these things. But this isn't, Jesus was unlike any other child. And so I would have thought, like, do I need to teach him some stuff? Like, or is he just going to know everything about God? Like, Joseph was a carpenter. And, like, can Jesus be a carpenter? Or, or should he have been, should he be something else? And I would have had those questions. 
But the angel had no other instructions because there was no other instructions to give because Jesus was to live. He lived as we did. And so that shows me how important the name of Jesus was, that they couldn't name him anything else. His name had to be Jesus. And it's a common theme throughout the Bible for names to be important. Many times, there was a few times that God has actually changed someone's name. In the New Testament, you have Saul who is murdering Christians. And when he is converted to Christianity, he becomes known as Paul. And you have Jacob who stole his brother's inheritance and then wrestles an angel for a blessing. And he becomes known as Israel and fathers a whole nation. So name changes and names that God has given to people are important. Names in the Bible in general are important because names hold meaning. So the meaning of the name of Jesus, the weight of his name, the weight of his name. So I'm gonna get, sorry, Paul, I'm gonna get a little physics and talk today. He told me yesterday, he's like, you can leave physics out of all of your lessons. And I was like, sorry, that's not gonna happen. (laughs) But when we talk about weight, I think of, the physics behind it because I'm a physicist. And I've got a question for you. I want to see if anyone knows the answer. If I were to drop <laughs> a bowling ball and a paper clip from the same height, which one would hit the ground first? The bowling ball? No. Juwan's got it. Okay. <laughs> they would hit the ground. You know what? Until I learned this, I would have thought the bowling ball, because it's heavier, like it's going to fall faster. But the bowling ball and the paper clip would hit the ground at the same time because they fall with the same acceleration. They fall with the, they accelerate towards the ground at the same rate because gravity is the only thing acting on them, right? They're not getting pushed or shoved or anything. Because even though the bowling ball weighs more, it has no effect on the acceleration at which it falls. In fact, our weight is actually just how hard gravity is pulling us down. So if you ever stand on the scale and you don't like that number, you're like, gravity, you can loosen up a bit today, thanks. (laughs) No, thank you, you know, it's so clingy. Calm down. (laughs) I'm just smoking. But that's why gravity um, is constant. It's going to pull on us all the time when we're on Earth. And if you go to the moon, gravity is lighter, so you're going to weigh less. So if you ever travel space and time and you want the weight to go down, you know where to go. (laughs) But Jupiter, you weigh more, and actually it's probably going to be really uncomfortable. I don't even know if you can breathe on Jupiter because of how strong the gravity is there. But So you'd weigh more there. The thing is, our mass actually, though, is the same everywhere we go. So the difference between the bowling ball and the paperclip isn't how fast it's going to move. It's the weight between the two, the mass of the two of them. Because the bowling ball weighs more, gravity is going to pull on it harder. And because it's pulling on it harder, when they hit the ground, their impact is going to be different. If I were to drop a paperclip up here, and you guys weren't looking up here, no one would know it would make a sound unless I didn't pick it up and someone found it later. But if I dropped a bowling ball, everybody would probably flinch. It'd be loud. It might scare Mars. 
pastor might get up here nervously looking at the floor like, did you mess up? Is there a dent? <laughs> Timothy would start sweating. <laughs> he's not in here, so I have to give him a hard time. Oh, he's up there. Never mind. <laughs> so the impact of the two are different. So when I talk about the weight of the name, what's the impact of the name of Jesus? What is his name, the impact his name has had on this world? From the day the angel spoke it to Joseph, the name of Jesus has continued to impact this world. In fact, in, back in biblical times, really the spreading of the knowledge of the name of Jesus, when Jesus was here, was very concentrated to one part of the globe. Think about how far the name of Jesus can reach now because we've made disciples and disciples have made disciples and it's grown and grown and grown and the truth of the name of Jesus is almost everywhere now and it's continuing to go forth. So when I think about what's the weight of the name, what do we get? What, what does the name of Jesus bring us? Well, the first thing I always think about would be Acts 2.38-39. It says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And I think we all, pro we all probably can quote that scripture. So Jesus' name brings salvation. It brings salvation. That's the name we call upon and we're filled with the Holy Ghost. And then furthering on to the next verse, it says, for the promise is unto you. When I used to read that all the time, I always read it with the thought of the Holy Ghost was the promise. Jesus said he'd send his comforter. That's the promise. But then this time, my understanding became widened that the promise goes even further back than that. It wasn't just the Holy Ghost. Jesus himself is the promise. He was promised to us in the Old Testament. Isaiah had said it. And so, and the prophet said it, and it's been said, the Messiah's coming. And actually, what's really interesting here, that when they said, be baptized and repent in the name of Jesus Christ, Christ is actually the title of Jesus. I just learned this recently. It's not part of his name. It's not a surname. It actually is a title meaning Messiah, anointed one. So Luke here is saying that repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, our Messiah. The promise is here. It's right here. The Messiah's come. And so, and that's what Jesus's name is, a promise, the salvation Everlasting forgiveness. That's the first thing. But there's more. Jesus didn't stop there. He didn't just come to die and save the world, which by far was more than enough. But he gave us more than that through his name. In John 14, verse 12 through 14, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that become, believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Meaning you're gonna keep going. You're gonna make disciples and they're gonna make disciples and it's gonna go further than I got to do when I walked here. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
In verse 14, again, he says, if you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. He said it twice, back to back. Ask me anything, I'll do it. No, seriously, ask me, just ask me. You have not because you ask not. Seek and you shall find him. He's saying, just ask me, speak my name. He's telling us that his name has power for anything. And there's nothing too small or too great because it's done for the glory of God. So if I'm working and I've got a small headache and I'm just, oh, I just want to get back to work and I can't focus, I'm just going to grab the time all real fast and go back to work. But if I would just stop for a second and go, this is not too small for the Lord. I could pray first, see what God's going to do and it'll glorify him. And it's not a bother to him. But if we get to the point where the doctors don't know what to do, that it seems impossible, it's impossible by human standards and God's the only one that can't, that's not too big for him. And that's gonna glorify him as well. We can take it all to him. It's not a bother to God to bless us, to care for us, to provide for us. It brings him joy. He loves it. He calls us our children. Would you not feed your child when they're hungry? Would you not hold your baby when they cry? That's what the Lord wants to do with us. And it continues to this day. He gave us his name that heals, provides. So his name saves. His name does everything, anything you want to name. And then in Luke 10, chapter, or verse, chapter 10, verse 17, it tells us another thing. Jesus had just sent 17 disciples out into cities and they just returned to him. And they returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. We have authority over the enemy through the name of Jesus. So not only does it save, but it also provides healings and deliverance. And then again, we can say, devil be gone in the name of Jesus. And it's gotta leave us alone. We've seen it here. But then it goes on. In the verse 18, it says, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So we have all the power. We have the authority. We have everything through the name of Jesus. In verse 20, it says, Now withstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So, and God's not saying this is, you shouldn't be thankful. He's saying that above the fact that I've given you power and authority, protection and all this, even more so, your name is written in heaven. If you have my name and you know how to use my name, You've been baptized and received salvation and all of that. That's the thing to be, you know, to rejoice over. And I thought about this when I was reading through this in scripture right here is how the Bible talks about heaven rejoicing when just one repents, just one. But I don't remember it saying anything about rejoicing when devils were cast out or people were healed. I don't, and not where I've read anyway. 
But heaven, all of heaven rejoices us when people are saved and people receive the Holy Ghost when they're baptized in the name of Jesus because that, that is the Father's business. Everything else that his name gives us, which is great and withstanding and everything, it is to serve as a help along the way so that we can reach further, we can do more, and we can spread the name of Jesus, the weight, the impact of that name to every part of this world. Because his name is salvation. His name is healing and deliverance. And there's people that are suffering in this world. And even more so that Jesus needs to end their, their suffering physically in this world. He's came even more so to end their suffering later for some, from sins. He wants to set people free today. And it's our job to spread that. It's our job to to impact this world. And so we have to spread the weight of that name. We have to share it. We have to spread it. So ministry is how we do that, right? Working for the kingdom, go moving forward as God directs us. And when we're baptized in his name, we take on his name. And I think the first ministry we all receive in that, in that very moment is representing that name being an ambassador of Christ. And so if I'm going to represent the name, I got to know what's the name represent. Well, I would think reading through all of this, just from the scriptures I've read of what the name gives us, all of that to me represents the love of God, forgiveness above all else, all of that. And I was like, man, my flesh doesn't want to love people. My flesh doesn't want to forgive. It wants to hold on. It wants to be mad. But even, in even further, in Galatians, it lists all of the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, love, joy, peace. Actually, I think I have it right here. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Those things are what represent God. That represents Jesus. And so what happens if I'm not representing those things? What happens if I'm not showing love to people and patience and forgiveness to them? And I want them to grow at my, I want, no, come on. Why, why are you moving so slow in God? Let's go, come on. If we're doing that and pushing and they're like, um, why are you so intense right now? <laughs> they might start backing off because we become false ambassadors of Christ when we allow ourselves instead to operate in flesh, the weight of his name becomes lost on those we're impacting. The truth of his name becomes lost on them, even if we're speaking it, even if we're telling them, because the weight of our flesh, the impact of our flesh that is impacting them, obscures the weight of the name of Jesus, because the only representation of Jesus they may have is us. And so if we're not representing Jesus, they're not getting the truth of who he is at his core. <clears throat> That's why so much of the world thinks that Jesus has just got a gavel in his hand. I've met a lot of people who've been wronged by Christians. People who call themselves Christians who don't represent love. Who said, oh, well, you're going to hell because you're doing this. And this is how you live. I hate that sentence. 
I hate it. <laughs> they might go, they're, if they're going to hell, it's because they don't have Jesus. That's what they need. <clears throat> Satan, stop trying to steal my voice. <laughs> so that's what they need is the name of Jesus. Not my flesh, not me, not who I am, not my shortcomings. They just need Jesus. They just need him. As we step into ministry, as we start to operate in gifts and talents and further, right, we receive a calling maybe. God restows a talent upon you and you start operating in that to, to serve his kingdom. Well, as naturally, because we want to encourage one another, and, and which is perfect and we should be doing that, it's great, we should encourage one another, People might begin to just, you know, talk about you like, man, did you hear that song that so-and-so wrote? You got to hear it. It's great. Or did you hear, did you see what they did the other day? That was so amazing. That was so wonderful. Or encouraging them like, hey, you did a great job ministering to the body there. That's wonderful. We should be encouraging one another in Christ. But if we aren't careful in our flesh, our flesh will really enjoy that praise. And our flesh could get stirred up. Stirred up within us. Pride gets stirred up within us. And pride cometh before the fall. Every time. Every single time. Pride is when we become so concerned. So concerned with our reputation ours over the Lord's, God's reputation. We care more about what people think of us rather than what we make people think of our God that we serve. And there's, and Brother Titus actually mentioned this in his message on Wednesday, and it fits so well, and I just felt like I should share it again, um, because none of you guys were in youth. <laughs> but Pride can interact with us, not just I can do everything and I'm the greatest thing and I want to do it all. It can also cause us to be so concerned with our own reputation that we don't step out because, oh, what if I fail and what will people think of me? And they're going to reject me if I, if I speak, you know, your name, Jesus, if I talk to those people like you've asked me to. And what are they going to, they're going to say about me. But if we go back to, to Luke and sorry, brother Micah, this wasn't, planned. Um, he says right before verse 17, he that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despiseth you, despiseth me. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. So if we're taking on the name of Jesus and we're stepping out into this world, we don't need to be concerned about our reputation because we don't represent ourselves. We die to self. We represent the name of Jesus. And so if we're speaking, people need to hear Jesus and not us. And if they're going to despise us for it, and if they're going to rebuke us for it, and they're going to turn us down for it, they're turning down God. But we still need to speak to them because what we're doing is we're sowing seeds and we're throwing seeds out. And what those people, even if they don't want to hear and they're going to scorn and they're going to you know, ridicule you or whatever, even if whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying, many times the people who are fighting you the hardest are the people who are actually desperate for God that they just don't want to show it. 
So when people are like, oh, I don't believe any of that, we should just be like, oh, really? (laughs) Well, then, let me just talk to you. Let me just befriend you. Let me just represent my God and show you what he's about. Because people in this world need more apostolics who believe in the love of Christ, who believe in the truth of his name. Not just that Jesus loves you, but more so how to receive salvation. Because there is a salvation to receive. Everyone's not just going to go to heaven because then what was the point of Jesus coming if everyone just got to go to heaven? He came so that we could go to heaven through his name. And they tell us how to go to heaven through his name. So if we're ministering, we're stepping into ministry, we have to make sure we don't stir up that pride. The Lord actually spoke to me. If someone else's ministry is threatening to you, then your ministry is not built on me. It's built on you. That's what God said to me. (laughs) And I sat there and I thought, wow, (laughs) if I'm so concerned that somebody else is stepping up into ministry and I'm not, then I'm not focused on the kingdom of God because in all reality, it doesn't matter who's standing right here except for God told who to stand right here right now. It's not about me, but it's about the message. The God that we're, that we're spreading into this world, the God that we're sharing with this world, that name of Jesus, that name that we're sharing because that name represents the cross and the blood, salvation, his word, throughout all of it. In fact, there are other religions in this world that call Jesus spirit of God and word of God. And Jesus Christ. He has called Jesus Christ in other religions. And I don't know if they even realize that Christ means Messiah. Messiah. So there are religions that have the truth and they don't even notice that it's right there in front of them. There was actually a man who was Muslim and read the Quran and became a Christian with only the Quran because that is what the Quran says about Jesus. They couldn't even lie about Jesus. That he's the word, he's all of that. Because my name, my name is, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't save, it doesn't bring freedom. No one needs to know my name. They might, probably because people notice me when I walk in the room just because I'm loud. <laughs> I'm kind of crazy, and that's just how it goes. But my name isn't what I need to glorify. Because what they need to know is the name of Jesus. Because that's the name that's going to save them. Just recently, actually, I, saw, I learned about someone who represented this so well. Brother Anthony Trimble, I did not know him. I never met him. But what I read that people posted about him online when he passed away a little while ago, they said he was a great songwriter. He was a modern-day psalmist. That was high praise. He was a designer, and he had great talents. But they also mentioned within the same breath, within the same sentences, that he was a worshiper that he was a great man of God. 
and that he served the Lord. His, I think it was his father that spoke at his funeral. I, I saw a video that said when he was first diagnosed, his concern was how his weeks of that year was getting cut in half because of the other weeks we're taking chemo, we're gonna take up those other weeks. So we only had half the amount of time this year to minister. That's what he thought about. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I gotta get my focus back where it belongs. And one of the things that spoke to me the most was that I saw a video of his, of his funeral where his wife and his son were standing there and they were worshiping God through their grief because their spiritual leader, the head of their home, glorified God over himself. Even in his valley and his sickness, he spread God and Jesus. That's the legacy he left. The, the legacy Anthony left wasn't about himself. It was about that weight of that name of Jesus. I wanna impact this world by spreading the name of Jesus. And when I leave, I want people to talk about, but did you know the God that she served? She worshiped that God even in, her, in the midst of her struggle. I wanna know about that God. I wanna know about that God that held her, that held her in her pain and healed her body in eternity. That is what, that's the legacy I wanna leave. That's what my focus needs to be. That's what all of our focus needs to be, is spreading the name of Jesus. You know, the burden of God is light. So that's why we put our burdens on him. But the weight of the name of Jesus is now upon us. And it's not because it's wearing us down. No, it's so that when we throw punches at the enemy, <laughs> we have all the weight behind it. And we, so we need to speak it like we believe it. We need to spread it like we believe it and understand the power in the name. Oh, but what if they're not healed? What if God didn't do it? Speak his name. Speak his name and have the faith that he's gonna do it. And if it doesn't happen in that time, well, then it's not the will of God to happen in that time, right then and there. But to know that we serve a God who is faithful, who is everything. And if we believe the word, we can spread his name. So let's, let's end this and let's pray. I want us to pray. I want us to, to just close our eyes, to imagine that we're holding that name in our hands, how much it weighs, the impact, the glory, the holiness of this name. It's something our, our human minds can't comprehend. Just imagine the strength of that name. Jesus. Jesus. He gave us the authority to use that name. We have power of eternity. Attorney. Power of attorney. We can write the check for the healing and sign his name because we're his children. Jesus, thank you for that name, God. Thank you for that name, Jesus. Thank you for salvation, Lord, that has come through you, Jesus. Thank you for the power, for the healings and deliverances, Lord. 
Thank you for walking with me and allowing me to just use your name, Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you've given us authority in this world that the devils can't come against our ministry as much as they try. Those lies the enemy speaks about you, that he accuses you and the things he says of, of you. They hold no weight. It holds no power. The name of the enemy is not strong in this world. It's a falsehood. It's just an illusion. Oh, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The giant that could be standing before you may be towering over you. But the weight behind the name and the God that you walks with you is greater than the giant before you or the mountain before you. It's stronger than the valley we're in. It's even greater than the mountaintops that we climb to. Oh, in the name of Jesus, your name is beyond my comprehension, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I want to change my atmosphere, God. I want to walk into a room and bring peace because I carry your name with me, Jesus. I want to walk in this world and people immediately become curious about the God I serve because they see my joy. They see my meekness, God. Not mine, actually, God. They see yours. They see your joy and your holiness, God, represented in me, God. Empty me, Lord. Empty me of self, God. Let me be a vessel of your name, a vessel of you, Jesus. Help me, God to embody you, God, for you to be at the center in the name of Jesus, you to be at the center of my whole ministry. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, our ministries will work for a little bit of time if they're built on self. They will for a little bit of time because pride cometh before the fall. So before you fall, the ministry will work. <laughs> You may see some, some people saved and you may see some, some good come out of your ministry, but if it's built on self, eventually it'll all just fall away and break apart. Because it lasts. It's not refined. It hasn't gone through the fire. Jesus. God, I pray today, right now, Lord, the ministries that are being birthed in this time, right now that you have set aside for the prepare for ministry. The ministries that are being birthed here, that are being grown, God, I pray that they are refined through the fire. No matter how difficult it may be for us, no matter how hard it is to go through that fire, Lord, I pray it refines us. Give us the strength and the remembrance, Jesus, to, to just lean on you and to hold on you through that fire, God. Through that, Jesus, God, I pray that peace and love and forgiveness be loosed within us today, loosed within our ministries. And as we walk this world, we think every day, how can I represent Jesus? Who can I share Jesus with today? Every week we should be wondering how many visitors are going to show up. How many people are here to hear about Jesus that never have before? Jesus, I pray, God, that those doors are never still. There's always new people coming that we're always reaching. In Jesus' name, 
Give a revelation of your name to our world, Jesus. Give a revelation of your name, Jesus, and your blood, Jesus, your sacrifice to this world in the name of Jesus, that I may represent your name. Lord, I bind self today. I rebuke self and pride from us, within us, God, that all that be quieted. And instead, Lord, the Holy Ghost be poured out in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Can we just thank him for that name? Thank him for that name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus.